Craig. Hello, Craig. Craig is in the house. Well, boys, welcome back. We're back again for the second time in a row. Indeed. Oh, man. I do, dude. We're doing good. Two in a row. Where the streak has started again. Um, how many can we go? How many can, can we, we go? Can we get to 10? I think we can. We've done 10 a couple of times. So, anyways, today we're going to talk about balancing them fights. How, how balance? How are you balancing these fights? How does anybody how, balance a fight? How, Is how balancing a fight balancing? possible? Yeah, guys. How do you balance a fight? How are you guys balancing <laughs> fights? Let me know in the comments. <laughs> but other than that, Isaac, you, you want to start or do you want me to start? Um, well, I feel like we've heard how you balance fights before. So I'm curious to see if you've changed. <laughs> I, did a, I did a full new like write-up. Of how well, I let's hear it. it. You've got it written up. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> this is like Eric's going. This is me when I put effort into it. it. <laughs> yeah, I was totally expecting you just have a rough amount of stuff that rounds you want it to go, and then it's over. <laughs> well, that's how I used to do it. I think that's, I still think that that's a totally viable way to like balance a fight. It's for new players. It's very good because I'll, I'll agree with that. For new players, it's fine. Yeah. For new players, it's fine. And that's a lot of the groups I ever did. All right. I'm basing all of mine purely on numbers. Okay. But very clearly not challenge rating. Challenge rating is not involved in this at all. So if you're DMing a group, here's what I would do. Here's what I think I would do now to try to keep the fights balanced. I would go through all... I would wait until all my players had their characters built, right? Then I would go through each of their characters and I would get their average DPR, damage per round, okay? I would take the damage per round of each player, the plus two hit that they have, and their HP. I would put those on like a spreadsheet probably. And then you have an average DPR for each player. Like let's say it's Monday, we have five players right so you take a one average for each of how much damage they can do per round and then you add them all up and you average them out as well as one what can the whole squad do on average dpr wise okay okay the individual the individual numbers are for balancing multi-creature fights the big number is for balancing boss fights because the bigger number is what you can expect one target to take per round if everyone hits okay okay now once you have that data you're set you only have to update that when people level up or get magic items okay there's a few other numbers though that we need to consider and those are like ac and hp for the monsters that's the other things we have to determine right okay hp i think is like how much hp should be based on you take your lowest person's DPR, and let's say you go, I'd really like it if these creatures lasted about three to four hits on average, okay? There's not going to be a t- so much variation that this shouldn't work. You can take your lowest person or the median person's DPR, and you can say, I'd like these monsters to die in three hits. Their HP on average per monster, since I want them to die in three hits, should be three times the median DPRs uh damage okay okay now for ac balancing ac i think that i've been thinking a lot about like uh game design and like how how do these reward loops like how 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 much on average should you succeed for like a game to feel satisfying right and you're looking for like around 70 percent 70% 70% of things need to be pretty easy. And any more than that, it's too easy. It's not engaging. Any less than that, it's a little hard and a little frustrating. Now, you can go quite a bit less in D&D than you can in a video game because you're tuning for people that you know, right? And if you just tell them this is going to be a struggle, then you can get around that. But <laughs> okay. The way, you, the way you have to do that is for AC for your monsters, you should be looking for anything. Uh, let me check my notes so that I make sure I'm getting this right. They need to roll 
to get a 70% hit, you need you need to make the monsters to where the players need to roll on average a 7 on the d20 to hit them. If you want to go a little harder, you can do a 5 to hit. Or that's easier. 5 to hit them, that'd be easier. Up to about a 9 is... You could go to 10, but I think 9 is nine to 10 is where you want to be for like... It's going to be harder to hit these people, right? Okay. So... You take your players plus to hit, and then you need to make it sure that it's around that, like, honestly, I think probably like a seven to eight is a good place to be if you want the fight to be median. Nine to ten, if you want the fight to be a little more, like, hit hard, so maybe they have a little less health. And then, or if the players are just playing really well, because obviously I can't calculate for things like crits, and I can't calculate for things like players choosing to take advantage of flanking and things like that. Right. Mm -hmm. But that shouldn't matter. We're going purely for average because you're always going to have situations where players are rolling exceptionally well and they win fights really easy or they're rolling exceptionally bad. And an easy fight turns out to be hard that you cannot plan for that. But I think with just the numbers that I've just laid out, you can balance a fight damn near perfectly every single time. The only other thing you got to consider is how much damage on average should the monsters be doing and how how often should your monsters be hitting. So that's the same thing. Average out your player's health. Obviously, you're going to have more variance in that than you are in damage probably because your lowest common denominator, your, your lowest player is going to be real weak like a wizard. Not going to have a lot of armor, not going to have a lot of health. But then your big tanky boys are going to have a lot of armor and a lot of health. You want to You want to balance closer to the guy with somewhere in the middle like if your hard guy if your tank has 19 ac you want your guy you want the enemies to hit him probably 60 percent of the time so you give them a plus to like hit that target if it's harder you want to hit them 80 percent of the time and then if but if you work off of the median ac someone like in the 15 range because your your wizard's gonna have like 13 your ranger's gonna have like 15 to 16 your fighter's gonna have full plate up into 19 20 range you want to shoot for that middle, but if it skew, if your party skews lower, skew the pluses lower. If your party skews higher, skew those pluses higher, right? And just try to keep it, try to keep it within that happy zone. Now, obviously, you're going to have to tweak that fight to fight because you don't want every fight to feel exactly the same. But I think that that is an extremely easy way to balance almost any kind of fight in any scenario in Dungeons and Dragons Five E. Let me take a look. <laughs> it's not bad it does seem like a lot of work uh a lot of front end work collecting mm -hmm. the data initially is what's going to be hard i think after that you can pretty much just find one of those websites with monsters and type in the parameters that you want and as far as like calculating dpr i'm not saying like math it out in your head or write it on paper get online and use a dpr calculator rpgbot.net has an excellent dpr calculator yeah, you can see that the. I would like to back up a little bit and talk about um, sort of encounter philosophy, encounter theory, <laughs> okay. uh, because in order to balance a thing, I also want I also try to look at. OK, so what is what is fun for an encounter? Yeah. Um. Obviously, you want it to be somewhat of a challenge, but not so much that it feels uh, impossible, unless that is the goal of that particular yep. encounter. <laughs> yep. I don't know. Um, I think you can go the other way. I think like sometimes you want to you just go, wreck. Yeah, really yeah, easy. yeah. You can. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's very figuring hard. out what you want to do with the encounter, but if it's just if it's supposed to be like a is supposed to be a challenging encounter that is supposed to be overcome then uh, man it, it's it comes down to i mean your numbers have to be good but i think that your monster tactics play just as big a role uh for sure for sure i'm definitely laying down a plan specifically for numbers yeah which so, is, I feel like a lot of people, when I read things like, how do I balance it? Like, I see things on the Reddit. How oh, am I balancing this fight? 
or like fights that come out of those automated, you know, like the donjon encounter creator yeah. as useful as a tool. It is when it, it'll like split, spit out stuff. And I, and I read it and I'm like, that's going to be way too easy or that's going to be can way too hard. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. They're, they're I, useful. I still tools. use that. <laughs> yeah. They're useful tools, but they are not even close to perfect. I think if you, if you use that and then adjust the monster's health and AC based on the parameters that I laid out, you could balance fights. Yeah, that, that seems like a very clear cut way to do it. Especially if you have like, if they had rules and systems set up that would make it easier for you. Yeah. Like the monster type. And everything would be really yeah. nice. The monster type, as far as monster type and the tactics, that's all on the DM, but it doesn't with the system that I just talked about, it wouldn't matter what type of monster it was. It wouldn't matter what kind of enemy it was. The only thing you got to think about is damage output how much health they're going to have, and what their AC is. Everything else is up to you. You want to be able to cast these certain spells. You want them to look this way. You want to sound this way, be this race, do this thing. That is totally up to you. You want to use Donjon and Counter Generator to spit out some monsters? Great, but just adjust their health and their AC based on the data that you gathered at the beginning of the campaign. Yeah, that's good. That's good advice. The The downside of that is that it, like like you already said, it does change every time there's a level up or a magic item mm-hmm. that you have to then recalculate. Um, but you don't have to but calculate. I, but much. it works. I think that that yeah. would definitely work. The way I balance encounters is I use I go to donjon. I I calculate. I I give. I say this is how many players I have. They're this level. What can they uh, What can they do? And it, it gives you the the CR and how many approximately of those it's going to be for like how and an, an approximately uh, an approximate difficulty level. Yeah. 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 And then what I do is I throw one, I throw one of those at, at you guys yeah, or like early in the campaign, see how you uh-huh. do against it. You crush it. Like, okay, I'll take it up. box. <laughs> <laughs> and then later on you get, a, you get a harder one. And but see, like, but see, like, here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of running us through five test fights to see how strong we're going to be, you do the calculation at the beginning. And then every fight is ex- balanced exactly the way you intend it to be throughout the entirety of the campaign. That's, but that, the thing is the, for, that's assuming that you're going to be, you're going to, your character is going to be completely optimized from level one and you're not going to make any mistakes. No, I don't, I don't, I don't think that matters. I, don't I think, think that it's an ever evolving system because you're constantly updating it as your characters yeah, grow. It, it absolutely does not matter how optimized anyone is. It can, if your characters are all super optimized, nuke droppers, you can optimize, you can balance for that with this system. If they are pinner level one guys that can barely do one damage around this system can balance for that because you're going entirely off of their dpr and entirely off of their health what they can hit right but their DP, that's what i'm saying it, depending on on how optimally they play their characters their dpr can change for example yeah okay yeah you're talking about what you, <laughs> so you're talking about something i already talked about which is the tactics of the monster well, right? tactics of the players and tactics of the players for sure if they choose, you're shooting for a median, but if your players, you shoot for a median, right? So shoot for a median on the first fight. You're going to be closer shooting for a median. And if your players turn out to be tactical gods who are like flanking in every scenario and never missing a beat, and they're just, sm- they smoke that fight, oh, you go, okay, these players are smarter, are, are a little more tactically inclined. So you just bump that difficulty by the percentage given, right? Like if, if yeah, you're in yeah, that, yeah. you want it, yeah. And it still works. And you have less, you're going to spend less time throwing random creatures and going, all right, I think they could fight two goblins, a, a, a wolf and three archers or whatever. You would know exactly if they could take those guys in most scenarios, in an average scenario. Now, if your players are going to start to die then you can just kind of, and you don't want them to die. You, that's where you kind of fudge numbers just a little bit. But I think overall, this system can balance any fight, any time. And if you're talking about finding the balance for your group and their tactics, this even lessens the time that it takes to determine that. I think this would definitely lead to more common than not, your fights would have a very great feel to them finding that happy medium, and then you can determine if you want it to be more difficult or not, you'd be able to judge that a lot easier using that. You have that. the parameters that you needed to 
finely adjust. Instead Being of able to like, see the numbers and mean like, okay, I can use this and this and this to get this result on average. Yeah, that makes it, that's a clear cut thing to see, to use. That for me, that for my brain, that, that, that fits perfect. And yeah. are you bound well, like, And it's, it's the thing that for do that's, that is the best you can do. Yeah. I believe that, but you can never plan. Like you already said, you can never plan for the dice. No, you cannot plan for the dice. Sometimes you just miss like five times in a row, and but you can, that will turn the tables. But you can, you can <laughs> now the turn tables. You can decently <laughs> accurately determine how often percentage wise people are going to hit, though, right? Yeah, you have, but like, yeah. but it's yeah. I mean, that's your that's that is the best you can balance yeah, something. That's that the is best the best. That's the most optimally you can do it. Yeah, but sometimes it still doesn't work. And that's yeah, just, you know that's just random. Uh, that, and that's, that's D and D, right? Fine. That, that's that's fine. gonna happen. Yeah, I, I'm not, so I, 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 happen like, in that aspect, I dropped, I but, said, but on average, your fights in your campaign are gonna feel really good because and also, your tendencies are gonna yeah. be more so of a normal back and forth instead of uh, those nights where you, everyone's rolling that 20s or everyone's sucking. You know, yeah, and and if you balance for the average most of the time in the way that I laid out, then if they if on average the fights feel good, then when the players are tactically in the zone and rolling really well, the fights will feel exceptional because you're going to just you're going to crush a fight and it's going to be like, oh man, the last three fights were that 70% or maybe a little like maybe it was a little higher and they had a couple of easy fights, but that's for you to determine that that's like a beat thing. Now we're talking about the philosophy of, of like how mm -hmm. should at, at some point balancing a fight is like, I'm talking technical, but you can do obviously like story reasons why they, and do the thing where it's like two wins, a loss kind of, you know, but then you're getting way into the weeds. I'm, yeah, and I I feel like you get into the weeds pretty quickly with trying to balance things because, and we've talked about this before. The fight with um, Grondo, yeah, Grondo Tondar, Grondo Tondar, <laughs> the like that was that was balanced for you guys in a level or two. But that and, was an and you guys went up there scenario. and yeah, he got held person and couldn't move, yeah. and that was it. it. Just. It just happened to be so, an exceptional scenario, but I don't think that that's outside of what makes that system so good. Well, my point is that like, because not every spell is a damage spell and not every action is a damage action. Yeah, sure. But balancing it, for damage. Yeah, you can balance for damage, but what I'm saying is that's, and that is the best way that you can balance for damage. And also, but it's still going to not, Okay. It's still I, you're still gonna have to feel it. I think with this, I think with this, Eric, you got part one. <laughs> you know what I mean? You like there's multiple parts to this to balancing. Yeah. And you got you got part one. Yeah. Then which is a huge part. Probably I the do, main part. I did think <laughs> I did think about this though, which is spells. I knew that spells would come up. Here's how you would handle spells. <laughs> okay. There are a lot of spells in D&D. But at low levels especially, and if you keep track of it the whole campaign, realistically, your players do not get a lot of spells. And you as the DM can make up in the same chart that you put their DPR in, or make, make a, maybe make a little small one so you can constantly keep track of it. Here are the spells that my players have prepared. You have it in D&D Beyond. The data is easily accessible and wouldn't take that long to collect. Now, once you have their spells, sort them into spell slots, and then you sort them by utility and damage. Damage spells, you can calculate the DPR for those. You can even calculate how often they're going to hit by converting the, the save to AC. There's a formula for it. I don't remember it off the top of my head, to head, and I don't know if I have it on my notes, but I will find it, and I'll give it to you. <laughs> so you can determine how often even a saved ability is going to hit right now you have dpr for every spell that every one of your characters have and most likely the main ones you're going to need are cantrips level one damage spells depending on how they're playing if you're playing a utility you know kind of what spells are going to be casting if they're playing a sorcerer with fireball and nothing else you know exactly what they're doing they're going to cantrip and they're going to fireball and that's all they're going to do so you can just get those dprs 
Now for utility spells, that's the one that's a little bit harder, but you can still determine how often on average, even utility spells are going to hit and then balance for that as well, if you feel so inclined. Or you can just ignore spells altogether and you might occasionally have a less balanced fight. But if you want to balance for spells, even utility spells, you can collect what your players have, look at what they all do, and sort them, and then sort once you have them sorted in utility and damage, DPR for all their damage spells, so you know. You can also calculate how much on average, how, how many players they're going to be able to hit on average based on the radius of the spell and the type of shape that it is. That information's in the Dungeon Master's Guide. And then for utility spells, just like I said, convert those saves to AC, see, what the, see how often they will hit, and then try to your best to plan for that stuff if you care about that. But that is the next level of balance. I think for most people, they don't need to do that step. And spells can be treated exactly like attacks. And just occasionally, if you find out, if after a fight or two, you find out that they're going to fucking cast one annoying utility spell all the time. And you want the, the fights to be a little more balanced. You feel like, oh, silvery barbs. That's really screwing me being able to balance these fights effectively. If you plan for that, though, I think you could give someone (laughs) counterspell, dude. We're high enough level in that campaign that it's just it's it's totally possible that some random dude on the side of the mountain is going to have counterspell. (laughs) Boom. Get balanced. (laughs) If you have the time and determination to do that then by all means do all that but that is a lot that's a lot i don't think it's that much how much how much time per week would you say you 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 spend preparing for D D? okay this is a this is a very uh varied question i know because all my prep is very front-loaded too yeah like for the for like week to week it's very little time anymore. The beginning of the campaign, it is like hours and hours. Yeah. Okay. So (laughs) while I haven't had a chance to put this plan in action, in fact, I came up with this entire plan. I had been thinking about a lot of this stuff, but I had never written any of it down. I did this all in like the time I told you from the time I told you that we were going to do this topic to today. So (laughs) one day I do think that the initial setup is going to take somewhere between two to four hours. But once it's set up, the maintenance will be relatively easy for all the character-based stuff. And then once you determine how much they can hit and how often they're being hit and their HP, once you have that initial setup done, it would be no problem at all to adjust the AC and health of every fight if you're already trying to balance those fights. If you're using the donjon thing, add maybe five to ten minutes onto that to do a couple of calculations. Balance. And you only have to update that character sheet maybe one time in between levels or only when they level. And when they level, the recalculations shouldn't be as hard because you're only having to add what they already what they got. I don't know. I still feel like that's a lot of work. I feel like even, it even after like the more first work. one, it's well, not only that, but it's just you are adjusting the AC, HP, and damage output of every monster that you want to bring in. I AC. don't think that. I don't think that'd be difficult at all. I think honestly, I, mean, I invite because, you to try. <laughs> here's here, here's the the thing. Whenever you go into it, if you're doing like a single monster. You go mm-hmm. okay. My da- my carry my players can do two hundred damage around. Let's say, okay. Mm-hmm. I want my creature to last six rounds at least. I want this to be a, a decently long fight. You just give your your enemy that amount of health, yeah. And then you go. We'll see what happens. At and, that and point, it, you just go. I I put it in a parameter I think it could get to. We'll see what happens. And it would take almost no time to do that. You could do that with a calculator and, in two seconds. And I think over time, over a campaign, and doing this the entire time, 
it's going to be like you said, like it is now. It was front loaded at the beginning, but now you're in a groove. You know what's going on. You know how to take care of it. It's going to flow really quick. It's going to flow. It's going to be easy. Once you understand how the numbers are working, it's going to be just fucking cake. And at most, how many creatures are in a fight? Like very rarely is there more than five. And we only fight like once every few sessions. Is it really that much work once it's set up? I don't think I so. I mean, kind of. I think no. it is. I don't think so. <laughs> I think you're being a little bitch. I think honestly, honestly <laughs> I invite you to be. <laughs> think of it like this: you you wouldn't you wouldn't bat an eye at spending an hour coming up with what the story of what the players are going to do. Why not spend an equal amount of time, or even just like split some of the story time off to make the fight satis- extremely Especially, satisfying? I think another thing that makes it really easy is. Your characters are going to be the same level for multiple sessions and multiple fights. You have the same numbers for that amount of time. So each time you're going, okay, if I want to throw two enemies at him, I'll split this amount of health into two people. If I want three enemies, I'll split this amount of health into three enemies that do this amount of damage and can take this amount and blah, 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 blah. I think once you, again, once you get that flow of, everything's set up and you have all your parameters it's just a thing where you just go okay i want three this three this okay i'm good let's let's see what happens i mean i guess but i still think that the balance is more reliant on creature tactics than it is on creature stats how 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 many times have you dm'd eric And for what and for what experienced player base? Let me ask you that. Here's the thing. (laughs) You're shaking your head at me. I see it. I'm shaking. (laughs) You know what? You got me. You've DM for longer (laughs) than me. But I know that this will work because we're not fucking speculating. I am talking hard fucking data, son. And yes, their tactics. You you know who knows what the monsters tactics are going to be? It's not the players. It's you, the DM boy. So if you think these guys are going to be a little more tactical, you adjust for that. You adjust the percentages for that. It's not that big a deal. It totally works. There is no speculation. We're not talking philosophy. We're talking well, numbers, baby. And we're numbers do not lie. Talking philosophy because this is not practical knowledge. It, I mean, well, it, I it, think, it here's, is. Thing. here's another thing. At first, you might be going, okay, these fights aren't the best. But at the but you're gonna find a way to find a good balance a lot quicker than you yeah. would just by going, let me try this one. Think about it. Every time you have a fight, that's new data to adjust the parameters, baby. They are knobs. And once them knobs are calculated just right, you don't have to change them for a while, my guy. Instead of just swinging in the dark with a bat with monsters on the end of it and just check, <laughs> pulling it back in close and going, how much damage did that do? And then you swing it again and then you pull it back and you go, oh, my bat's looking a little beat up. I don't know what's happening. And you're drunk and you have no idea what's happening. You have a pretty clear picture of how most fights are going to go, baby, because most fights are pretty damn average. Not very often are players crapping the bed so hard that they can't roll higher than a fucking five or a six, right? And not very often are they having such incredible nights that they're slam dunking 20s every other turn and everyone is perfectly tactically optimized to duck and dodge and flank and do everything perfectly. But Most even if of they the are, time, after yeah. a certain amount of time, boom, you know, you know what they're going to do. You, and, yeah, so you and can, if they're, you can just up it a little bit more. Yeah. And they're having a little a, bit more and make it a little harder. And then you'll be like, okay, this fits right for this group. Yeah. If, if they start crushing stuff, you turn that knob, that health knob or that AC knob up just a little bit. Right. Because ultimately what the monsters choose to do is your decision. Yeah. But what I'm saying is a ah. DM can crush a party. <laughs> With an undertuned uh, fight via, if it it can be undertuned, looking at the stats, and still crush a party with different tactics. Well, that's so where as you're what going I'm... as you're going in the fight, you go okay. All of them are standing together. I know I could blast them in the face with a giant fireball and kill them all right now. 
But that's going to piss everybody off. So I'm just going to slap this guy with a claw. I'm trying to hold this thought in my mind. If you... The only (laughs) reason that variants like that happens so often is because you don't track any numbers. Because people don't track these numbers is why there is such high variance in the fights. I am I am proposing that this is a pretty good fucking solution. People people have anecdotal evidence. What you're giving me is anecdotal. I, I have seen fights that do this, and I've seen fights what? that do this. Yes, it's your experience. That's not anecdotal. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is. It's your experience. It your the way the way that you're presenting this evidence is based on biases of your experience of fighting in D and D, right? But you haven't ever collected any data about the fight you straight up said you're just rolling don john throwing monsters at us and going how'd that go but if you tracked how much damage everyone was doing how much health everyone had and how much damage the monsters and everything doing you wouldn't have as much imbalance you wouldn't have as many fights that went way out of parameter either up or down you could really narrow that field in and adjusting it isn't a ton of work it's just one little knob turn, right? Once you have this set up, one dial turn to make something harder or easier. That's the and, big thing. Once you and have the, it. <laughs> the only speculation, that's a big thing. Once you have it set up, the only, the only speculation we need to be doing here is if the players are playing so much worse than you planned for that they're going to die, that's when you just have to have a little common sense as a DM and have your monsters do something that either makes them lose, make them retreat, something happens externally that causes the fight to end, have those plans in place. If your fight goes awry and, and it's not, it's not a, it's a nothing fight, right? They get attacked on by a camp, by goblins, that kind of fucking throwaway nothing fight that means nothing for the story. You don't want a player to die to that because that would fucking blow dicks. It would suck. <laughs> it would suck if you died to a stupid monster that didn't mean anything, right? That doesn't feel good for anybody. I can't imagine it feels good for the DM or the player. Have your fucking backup. Maybe the goblins are attacking and they're maybe smoking these guys. Oh, but there's a big howl in the distance and they pull back because they know that's the waka chaka of the forest and they're not fucking with that guy. You have those things pre-installed into the system. (laughs) Waka chaka of the forest. (laughs) Boom! Once you say that, you introduced a new enemy. Yeah, and that's the there you go, Waka Chaka of the Forest. You guys hear about that, and you're like, "Oh my God, that fight was rough." If it wasn't for Waka Chaka of the Forest, we wouldn't have survived. (laughs) We need to we need to get stronger so we can take out the Waka Chaka. And then you go to the next village, and what do they got a problem with? The Waka Chaka has been terrorizing the (laughs) farms. Bam! I created narrative and balanced your fight. I'm not saying that what you're saying is not balancing the fight. What I am saying is that for the <laughs> amount of work that goes into that, you can do that on the fly with monster tactics. But the, I, <laughs> what you're saying is I could make my monsters be morons. No, what I'm saying is I can make my monsters be geniuses or I can make them be average. No, for instance, never... I can have my monsters go and attack your cloth wares immediately. And oh, they're absolutely. out. They're done. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. They're, 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 not, they're completed. Now, but, <laughs> I just have to deal with the rest of the now, people. But see, now you're on the very, you're, you're like pushing to the very fringe, right? You would never do that. The, a, a smart DM is never going to choose to do that because it's not going to be fun. So that scenario, to cut it out of your mind. It never happens. It's not going to happen. Okay? You're never going to have your monsters be that. true. You're never going to have your monsters be that smart for the vast majority of D&D playing or the vast those majority are, those of are the, the moments where it's like, this is the boss fight. So the boss is like, yeah, I'm going to kill all of you. I but am smart. I know what you, I'm doing. I kill if people. You, if you know he's going to be <laughs> smart and you know he's going to go for the clothies and you know he's going to try to smoke everyone, you turn his health and stuff down just a little bit so that he still dies on average in the amount of time that you expect. Balances for the clothies. <laughs> balances for in, in those fights, you, you, if, a, if a death happens in those kinds of fights, it's like, that's okay because it was life yeah, or death yeah, situation. That, that's fine for those deaths to happen. Against a big boss, that's when you expect 
someone to die, right? Sure. I, I'm telling you. Maybe not expect, this, but like, if, if you it were, happens, if it, it's yeah. like we it's knew not, the risk. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas if you get pummeled by goblins, you're like, man. You're like, man, I just defeated fucking Cthulhu two weeks ago, and I got killed by a goblin who got three nat 20s. <laughs> <laughs> This is bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) And I couldn't hit the goblins because I was rolling real bad. I mean, those scenarios happen, but you can't use those like fringe scenarios to like discredit the fact that this shit would be balanced as fuck. And once it's set up, it wouldn't be that bad. I'll set it up for you. Tell you what, I'll set it up for our characters in our campaign and we'll talk about it on the next episode. (laughs) I am extreme. I'm sure there is holes in this. It's definitely, I, uh, you know, it was put together Work pretty quickly. Even though I've been thinking about it for a long time, when you write stuff down, your ideas change. Well, yeah, I mean, I can tell you where the holes are, but I, I also know that there's no better way to accommodate for them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It is the yes, best but what I'm saying is it's still, it's still, what I'm saying is even given this, your balance can still be affected more from the way that your monsters act than it can from the numbers. I know that, but so I also what I'm saying is that the DM has total control of the tactics. Exactly. So you, what I'm saying is tactics. If, all you got to do is balance <laughs> for the player's tactics because you can balance your tactics at any time because that's not numbers. That's speculation, baby. I am balancing nothing but numbers. Yes, you are right. That will not balance for tactics. That's on you. You got to do that lifting. You got to do that lifting, whether you're balancing it with my system or you're just throwing monsters off a shelf. You're going, here's the monster on the end of the shelf. They'll fight those. And then you're doing that tactical decision in the moment anyways. Or you have an idea that they're going to be tactical or not tactical before the fight, especially if it's a planned fight. So it doesn't, it, it's, it's, it's there. I think it's already perfectly fine. It could be some tweaks, but you can never, ever perfectly plan for the scenarios you were talking about. So they are outside the scope of the system that I have talked about. But using that system will get you to a happy place, I guarantee, significantly faster than not doing anything at all. And I want to push even further. (laughs) Fights are just as important narratively as any other role-playing scenario in the game. So don't be throwing out the fights. Fights are incredibly important for building tension and having satisfaction in a game. Or building bonds between your characters. Yeah, and building bonds. Yeah, you're risking your lives together. God dang. Fights getting ignored. Afterwards, and you talk about the fights. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, everyone fucking sits around and goes, I need a plan for this D&D campaign. I'm over five hours into the the story, but then the the fights are slapdash. That's the problem. Nobody has any problem. Like, how many hours do people spend dealing with the story of a campaign? Take one of those hours off of the story and put it on the fights. Uh, I think I disagree with that. I think I that I think that if you have played with a group of players, then you can get the fights close enough that you can let them sort of you can you can do the fights if if you're if you're feeling comfortable with the fights, then you're feeling comfortable with the fights. I don't think that there need be well, it's a, it's a it's a case by it's case basis, thing. I suppose. It's a preference thing, but it is it is a preference thing. I don't think, I, and I agree that fights are important, but I also don't think that I don't think that the amount of work that would go into balancing down to the median DPR, yeah, is justified because the median DPR still is going to vary. Of course, it's going to vary quite a bit. Gonna... Player to player, I mean, not even player to just think, one player. Their I, their their actual damage versus their DPR is going to vary. The oh, more yeah, dice they absolutely. roll, I know. The I know. further it's going to vary. But guess what? It's built in. That's why we're going for a median, right? I think. I think the big thing is, is you have a number where you go, okay, 
That's a starting point. Here's something I can I can work off something. I don't think I don't think anything that has been said so far discredits it. No, I'm not I'm not trying to discredit it. I'm just saying that it's a lot of work that I don't think is necessary to get a result that you are happy with. So No, 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 no. No, no. No, it's not necessary to get a to get a good result. You could come at this a million ways. This is but just one way. This is one yes. way, and I think it is an extremely solid way to do it. I agree with you. If you're if you're trying to, to do it as I mean, mechanically, it's the like That's if you're looking at step. it from, from a if you're if if your goal is to get as close as you can to uh the numbers. I mean it is it is mechanically perfect or as perfect as it can be number wise. Yeah, mechanically but, mechanical balance is the first step in in balancing. Even even if right. you're talking the things that you can't like if we were talking tactics and stuff earlier, but honestly a foundation of good mechanical data and how the mechanics of the game which is not which is like clearly defined having those mechanics set in place already makes the process of flavoring it easier as well because having a foundational base is makes it so much easier to do the rest of it um yes, i could things, i mean i can see that very, but but like a mechanical base knowing that on average it'll take this long on average it's going to be this hard that's a great can, base to start from to balance any fight narratively too because you know which fights are going to be hard, generally, and you know which fights are going to be easy, generally, and you know whether your bosses are going to crush or be crushed, generally. Right. By having like I said, I, I don't have a, a beef with the system and its ability to balance things. Yeah. But <laughs> what I, what I don't... Like well, no, because the only thing that I don't like about it is, because, is that it, most DMs are going to look at the monster manual which is a thing that I do. I scroll, I look through the monsters and like, that sounds interesting. How can I put that into my thing? If I need to reskin it, I can ah! do that. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> did, your, did your headset just freak out? Turn it off and turn it back on. <laughs> did you try turning it off? The number one's dead. <laughs> <laughs> For a minute there, I thought he was like, just refusing to I hear my rant. So I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> there we go. There you go. Okay. That was, okay. that was my head. That was a problem with my headphones. And it yeah, like blasted <laughs> me with 100% volume static. Yeah. Like this, <laughs> I was telling Joe, I thought, I was like, I, for a second there, I thought he just refused to hear my rants. Like I started going on and you went, ah, and took your headphones <laughs> off. I was like, fine. <laughs> Here you bother. <laughs> no, I was just like my ears were exploding with volume, and I was like, oh, God, no. <laughs> All right, now. So I'll anyway, <laughs> back to what I was saying. Uh, a thing that I do, and I think that other DMs do too, is they'll thumb through mo uh, monsters and pick one out and say, "That seems like a cool monster. Uh -huh. What can I do to bring that into my campaign? And do I have to reskin it or do anything different to it?" But I like the stat block. I like the, the like the special abilities and stuff. Yeah. And when you're doing that, it is it adds steps to every fight that you make if you have to then adjust the HP and AC I, based on a formula. But I think that you just stated almost exactly what I was saying. You're looking for a monster that fits not only thematically and you think has cool moves, but you look at their stat block, baby. You're already taking the time to look at these numbers. It's not that if you if you like the monster thematically and powers and you're already looking at the stat block to see if it can be worked in. Guess what? Worrying about whether it can be worked in that part's gone. You could work any monster into any fight at any level. Yes, but again, it's going to take more time every time you have to do it. You have ah! to Because I can pull up a monster and be like, bam, there's my monster. Let's go. I have the stat block ready. Yes, it's yes, not so something yeah, that I have I'm to not... go in and tune and then find it again. It's yeah, just if I have it right up, there. If you're setting up an important fight, you're doing work already anyways. Yeah, sure. Your little flash mob fights, 
you'll understand how to balance those better with this system once you start using it, right? Because you'll already know what monsters fight about that good, and you keep them in a little ledger, and you know, boom, I know they can take four goblins, and it'll be a decent little fight. Or And you can scale all your other stuff. If it's a planned fight, you're already looking for the monsters, putting them in, and going, hmm, okay, this many monsters, they're doing this many attacks. Do I think that the players can beat these guys? Right? You're already doing that process. So I don't think it's and much more of an ass to go, I really like having these monsters and this guy as like the, the, the mini boss of this fight. I've chosen these monsters. I like the way they look. Now I'll just adjust the stats. So instead of going, no, that monster doesn't quite fit stat-wise. Mm. No, not this one. You're going to spend less time looking for a monster that fits your needs and more time finding the monster that you know fits your needs and then adjusting accordingly. Yeah, you can you can always go, man, my players can't take this hobgoblin, but I want them to fight a hobgoblin. But I'm going to give this hobgoblin some goblin stats. Yeah, you just adjust its stats down to meet your party. And so you're you're saving time having to flip Right, and you so can, you're tra you're trading off that time. You're trading off that searching by knowing what you want. And you could use that, right? You could be like, you see this hobgoblin rushing towards you, and he's only got one arm. Yeah, look <laughs> at one arm. Look at you can you can explain away why it's weaker than maybe some other hobgoblins they've seen. Or you just sure. don't ever say anything. Or you just you don't just ever let the say anything. Think exactly. that oh man, we handled that, and then later on they fight another, and they're like, holy cow, that first one. <laughs> you remember that what, why was this one so hard and really? also I and that, actually that's think, another thing for players to just be like man what's going on and i actually don't think that problem would almost ever come up nobody would nobody, think about it nobody would think about it yeah if you fought a hobgoblin at level two and it was difficult but you beat him and then you bought a hot fought a hobgoblin at level 10 a year later or six months later you're not going to remember that one fight with the hobgoblin from the beginning Especially if you like wreck the hobgoblin. Maybe if if it was like an intense fight, you're gonna be yeah, like, you'd remember it, yeah. But if you just took it out, or it's just an average fight, they're not even gonna remember. And you could bring the same <laughs> monster back with increased stats. Okay. Well, a thing I would like to talk about <laughs> is uh, encounter design as it as it applies to balance. Okay. So. And this is the thing that I've I've been trying to introduce into this into the campaign we're in now. And you guys can tell me how you feel about it. But I've been trying to introduce this the biggest, the most blatant use of this was uh Ivia's dungeon. Okay. And I've been trying to introduce monsters where one person has a specific thing to do. For instance, oh, yeah. yeah. The dark side thing where Joe's character was the one who basically controlled when the monsters could move. Yeah. That is a, is a thing that I've been looking into, um, trying to do more often. Yeah. You look upset about something. <laughs> I'm not upset. I'm excited because let's add one parameter for you specifically, Isaac. What uh -huh. are all my characters good at? Put that next to all their DPRs. And then you can add that to any fight dynamically because you go, what's something good for these characters to do? Okay, I know that he's good at that. Great. Boom! I love everything about it! <laughs> <laughs> I really want your system to work as well as you think it does, but I have a feeling that I if, know. if you try sure. it, you're going to be like, this was a lot of work and it, it didn't improve things that much. <laughs> I would love to try it. I want to try it so bad now. I want to just like set it up and get it working. Because every every damage dice, every damage die you roll is such a variance. Like there, there are some things that the DPR is going to be far far narrower. For for instance, like um, for all non magic using, classes, it's really easy. Well, that's not even that's not even that true. Based on your gloves and stuff, that's like three dice you roll for a single attack. That can be anywhere from three damage to what is it like? It's a it's two d eights and a d six. I know. So sixteen and six is you're right. To 20, but guess what? Between three and twenty two is a big I know. difference. I know. But guess what? <laughs> By the nature of the universe, there is an average, and yes, it will escape those parameters. 
but most of the time, baby, you're going to be doing pretty good. Anyways, well, it's not the thing about let's go back to let's go back to what you were anyway, talking about. Uh, so yeah, that's that fight in Ivia's dungeon had been uh, had I it hadn't been completely uh completely about like set up with all with all stat blocks and stuff because yeah. I knew you guys weren't going to be there for a while, so I had it on the back burner. But the idea of as soon as Joe told me that one of his Eldritch invocations was Devil Sight, I'm like, mm, uh-huh. I could do something cool with that. And I threw that in that dungeon, and that's uh-huh. been there since like the beginning of the campaign. That that particular yeah. mechanic, and that's super. Uh, awesome. It was awesome. It was fun. So that's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to do. I mean, it's. I I mean, and maybe you guys feel differently, uh, but I feel like the balance of the fights has been about where I want it for just about everything. The oh yeah, the fights have been really good, except yeah. for when Vonic grabs stuff and <laughs> it doesn't ever move. Yeah, that's why I was like, this thing is those, gargantuan but, but and can't be grappled. Don't get me wrong. In those moments, it's Eric rolling extremely well. And it makes for incredibly epic, never forgotten moments. Yeah, like catching a dragon out of the air. That was awesome. Like, (laughs) how could you ever recreate that? And and that's and that's something where it's two characters together are blasting you up, making you huge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's taking a lot of effort. Yeah, yeah. You roll nat twenty, boom, (laughs) crack that dude down. That was awesome. Yeah, those are the fringe. That's the fringe moments that you can't prepare for. That's the moments where you're going. In the in the back end of it, you're going, all right, I already did my planning. I know I have this, I think, you know, this is going to be about around this many rounds. At the end of it, if it ha- if it ends in two rounds, you go, man, they smoked me, dude. They you guys crushed <laughs> but, me. But just keep, awesome. just keep track of the dice they're rolling. If they're rolling really high, really way higher than average, you know that it was a fringe case. But I do think that having fights and having dungeons and stuff that have a specific thing for one character to do is awesome because that puts one character in the highlight, in the limelight for just a little while. At the at the end of the day, your main goal is not that the fights are too easy because you're going to have fights that are going to be hard because characters roll bad. Yeah. Even easy ones. You're going to have those eventually. Yeah. Uh, the the biggest thing that you're balancing you're balancing for one thing, and that is to not kill every party member. <laughs> you're trying <laughs> you not to murder people, and you're not trying to kill a lot. Your biggest thing you're trying to avoid m- multiple deaths in a fight, unless it's a big, 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 big ender fight, right? So yeah. the biggest thing that you're trying to do is just avoid death. Make it difficult. It's... Maybe de- people get down. People can yeah. go down, and that's another thing. People can go down. You can't be afraid to down people because you get death saves, and if you have a decent party, they're going to be going to save them. Yeah, yeah. You have to. You you got to. Re- you also have to rely on your players to know, like, hey, look, if you guys don't try to save you, that's on you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I balanced this for you know to be difficult, and it was, and you guys didn't help your friend. <laughs> and sometimes your players just go and attack shit that you've been trying to warn them to not attack for two sessions yeah, and then and you have no... to make a one shot yeah. where they rescue their characters <laughs> see, and that was epic how <laughs> amazing that was great. is that moment that, that worked out great and it wouldn't have mattered that he was balanced for us in five levels because it didn't matter in the end anyways you created a nice little one shot for us to go do something else So, <laughs> and those are the moments where I'm sure at, at the time you're going, dang, dude, this is going to be difficult. But it's also got to be exciting because you're going, this is getting wild. I can't believe this is turning out like this. Oh, no. For me, that that moment when you did that, I was like, I I was incredibly curious as to where how that was going to end up. I was like, there's no way they're going to beat this. It's not possible for them to beat this guy in this place right now. Yeah. So let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> let's let the dice awesome. tell the story so <laughs> and it was it made for a very cool moment in the sense of we lost yeah and we've and, and our characters needed that in that yeah. moment because in that campaign we really won a lot and we needed the you need a humble moment son because you ain't ready for this <laughs> and we got one <laughs> like we got one that was well, yeah that was fun <laughs> 
because I was as as we were playing that session, I was like, how can I get them out of this? <laughs> how am I going to be able to get them out of this? And I was like, well, I don't know yet. <laughs> and sometimes you have to go, listen, you make your bed, you lie in it. I, yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to kill you. My goal is to not kill you. Everybody knows that. We know you're not trying to kill us. We're trying to make a story. But if you chop your own leg off, you chop your own leg off. Right? <laughs> I'm not going to give you your leg back. No, it's you chopped it off. What? <laughs> I wanted you robot legs, Isaac. I wanted you, robot legs. You can't retcon it three sessions later. You decided to chop it off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's ways to help save them in most moments, but if you're in a deep fight and, and people are getting hurt and your a character makes a vital mistake. Yeah, that's that's part where of it. thematically you have to be like, man, you sh- you had the chance to run, Dave. Well, he's here. He's not gonna <laughs> not hit you again. Yeah, and part of that's that's a, a tough part of balancing too. Like I said, the the tactics of a monster, like that's the philosophy of balance instead of the the math of balance. Sure, yeah. Honestly, we could do a whole episode on the philosophy of balance. If you want to talk about <laughs> purely philosophical how I want my monsters to act and out, everything outside of purely numbers, I'll have that discussion. But today I was hoping to just balance balance. Oh, well yeah, if, if that's if I didn't know that was the goal. But yeah, if that's your goal then what you said is the it is the mathematical best way to do it. My, There's no need my for discussion. Personal, my personal goal today <laughs> was the math of balancing. Oh, well, that's a very quick discussion. I didn't know that that's what that was the goal. It wasn't <laughs> like a what quick you discussion. Said. It wasn't a quick discussion. It ended well, because I, I misunderstood the assignment. <laughs> uh, sorry. Well, that's great, though. It worked out. It worked out just fine. <laughs> Yeah, if you if you're just talking about the mathematical balance of a fight, then but yeah, think, the way you said it, that is the met like calculating the the average I, the averages of everything and then averaging it out. Ugh, but I even balanced. do I do even though think that we talked about it and we were talking about like that last thing, which is a philosophy thing. I wanted to create an encounter that used Joe's Devil Sight, right? Mm-hmm. That go you can totally pick up that kind of information on the initial data gathering of your characters. Because you have access to everyone's character sheet at any time to look at everything they're doing. And it'll help you with other things because whenever you hit, if you plug in all those numbers and you're looking at those numbers a lot, you're going to remember them. Just that's just going to come with it. And not just numbers. There's going to be a point where you're going to be going, okay, I have enemies surrounding these guys. I'm going to roll a stealth check. And then you go, okay, their passive insight. I know the highest is 17 and I know it's Saturn. Okay, hey, Saturn, you know that uh, there's guys surrounding you. Yep. And if you have and, and and players have so many like unique skills now, like god dang, Vonic has ten activatable abilities at any time. And I can I can't even keep track of all of them because they're on the character sheet instead of laid out like clearly. So I need to do that for myself. And so getting back into the sort of the philosophy that like with the devil sight fight. That was one of the things that I was like, I'm going to create this problem uh-huh. and I don't have a way to, to solve it. We'll see what they do. Like I have ideas about how it could be solved, but I don't have any singular idea on how this but, should be done. Yeah. But you did base it on knowing that we could solve it with our abilities, right? Yeah. But there's no, like, there's no guarantee, there's no guarantee. that you use those abilities. <laughs> You're right. You cannot guarantee that kind of stuff. But, but even what you just said you is, a, is a calculatable thing. You knew it was possible for us to do it. Yeah, but and also just like for for talking about advice for balancing encounters for DMs, you don't always have to have a like a, a solution to the problem. You can create, give the players a problem, and let them figure it out. Yeah, you can. Just a lot of sometimes time, that's incredibly fun. <laughs> sometimes incredibly fun. somebody dies. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of times having like an obscure puzzle for a group of people who don't play D and D for a living becomes very hard because a lot of the times your players, most people's players, average players aren't. <laughs> average players. Are, are I don't just, know. I don't know. We, Cause we, you, we're just taking our experience and saying average players, yeah. right? Yes, <laughs> I'm taking 
I'm taking what but what I've played to be think, pretty average. I think the big thing which is, is a bias. If thing. you're in a group where your characters talk about everything, fights, what happened yeah. in the fights, planning, looking around rooms, and they actually communicate in character and stuff, I think that's where you can really start having the puzzle aspect of things. Yeah, yeah. Because then, you then your characters are bouncing ideas off of each other, throwing things out, going, I can do this and this and this, and if you did this and this, we could do blah, 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 you blah, can, blah. Okay. See? I think you can condition your players to play this way. Oh, uh, you can certainly that. nudge them. Oh, I think that you could systematically nudge them without them even knowing into playing in that way using game psychology. The same way that they make mobile games addictive, you could push your players into a more narrative style of play by engaging in specific ways and giving them specific rewards. I think that's totally within the realm of possibility. Yeah, it's certainly possible, but sometimes like... Because you reward... Sometimes your players just don't, and that's fine. Uh, If they don't, if they're not, but here's the thing, if they're not at all, and you notice that one player is, you start to reward that player with things. And once that player gets a reward, especially like you know how many players are like really reward driven a lot of people a lot of people aren't they're playing because they want something and if someone gets something they're like maybe if i start doing that i can get a reward you know what i mean and you hand out little bonuses every now and then and you condition them over the course of six months of play if you're if your session lasts long enough then you know ours do ours last for months and months and months you could years. definitely years you could condition <laughs> your players to play in a specific way by just changing how you engage narratively with what they're doing. You got to be careful with that too, though. Cause like, I, I don't want reward. anything to become like routine. I don't want anything to become like, Oh, well the solution for that is easy because this is what it always is. Or this line of thinking is what it always is. Like, <clears throat> uh, it is dungeon again, the, the, the quiet room. I had anticipated, I was like, there's probably different ways to do this, but my anticipation for what you guys would do is Saturn would telepathically link with someone and then you guys would tiptoe around quietly. And that's not what happened. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, what you guys are doing worked. Uh, that's I'll- totally fine. That's totally fine. <laughs> Preparing and having it go differently that you cannot plan for that. And I'm not advocating planning for that, but <laughs> having a plan for them in your head that they could use to get through it, at least a couple of options is good. Oh yeah. I always have it. like, I always have options of ways to go, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I, then we're, I never we're want in disagreement, baby. One of the things that I sort of did early, like in the first campaign, early in the first campaign was, was I would be set in a way a thing was supposed to go. And if it, if you guys didn't do it that way, then you panic. Something yeah, bad would happen. Ex- that's, just was... <laughs> that's just experience. That's just experience, dog. There's like that's that's doing the thing enough know to know and be able to react on the fly, right? That has nothing to do with like you can plan you can plan till your fucking eyes bleed, but if you're stuck rigid and you're on a track and you don't know how to handle anything but that what's on that track, you're setting yourself up for a disappointing campaign and a whole lot of failure. But that's just experience. And then, like, if you have good players that are your friends and, uh, like, and it feels railroady or it feels bad, like, having maybe, like, every couple of sessions getting everyone together or right before a thing, hey, could you guys show up 10 minutes early? Hey, guys, my group, how's it going? How do you think the fights have been going? You know, now's the time to let me know if things need to be balanced a little bit differently. Things To me, things have felt like this. How do you guys think it's going? Everyone gives a little bit of feedback. Boom, and you adjust and go, baby. It's just about communication. All of Dota, all, yeah, all, of, all of D&D's, all of D&D's <laughs> problems are about player communication. Everybody's <laughs> problem is about player oh, communication. I don't think you could, you have to limit that to D&D. That's just everybody's coming across across everything is, yeah, i know yeah but <laughs> but like uh, so many questions about D come down to like just ask or experience you know what i mean yeah so, experience yeah, is, is a big is, is, experience is a big one it's because someone who knows how yeah, the game works underrated. and is playing well can do a lot compared to someone who doesn't fully understand how the game works and how the mechanics interact. You know what I mean? Even, even past that, just like that's wisdom is the difference between knowledge and experience, right? That's the saying. Yeah. So 
whenever I first started DMing for you guys, I, I mean, I didn't, I still, I still don't know all the rules, but I knew the rules better than some of you players who had been playing for a while. Yeah. Because you have a tech, you, 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 you dug into the technical aspect of it. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's, yeah. that's like, that was as prepared as I possibly could have been Yeah. for never having done it before. Yeah. But now having that experience, I can look back and be like, wow, I wouldn't have done that again. <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. But that's, that's purely just experience. And I, yeah, but you can still use, like you can do whatever you want, but yeah, that's all experience. I don't, yeah, that's, you one, can't, of those, you that's can't one of those things where that, you can't, but... yeah, you can't, you can't teach someone something that they, they aren't ready to learn. And that's how experience works. Sure. But this system, I don't think is for like, if I'm going, I'm DMing my first campaign tomorrow, you don't bust <laughs> out the charts and start balancing fights via percentages. You know what I mean? This is for, this is for DMs like you and Michael who have DM'd a lot and understand how to balance intuitively. This is just a more, we're in like a, this just balances it mechanically very nicely. And the intuitive parts, you can do all on your own on the fly, baby. <laughs> sure. <laughs> all right. Is that, are we good? Is that, did we touch everything we wanted yeah, to touch good. there? I think we touched. I, okay. we touched everything. we've been touching this subject a lot all right boys i'm getting a little touchy all right well i i think it's a touchy subject it's a touchy subject you know (laughs) know, and we just had to touch it a lot but uh anyways we'll catch you guys in the next episode uh see you later have a good time thanks for listening see you bye